the injury hits for your New England Patriots just keep on coming. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and also your first listen every day. Subscribe or follow for free wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated, so reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind. On X, formerly known as Twitter or the Bird app, whatever you want to call it these days, at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love via social media, please follow our account there as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, it is almost time to turn the page to week seven here on Locked On Patriots. A divisional matchup against the Buffalo Bills is on tap this weekend but there's still a little bit more digging to do when it comes to their week six loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. We need to dig up some reason in all this, folks. And who better to find that reason than my Patriots Paisan. Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com going to pop in here in just a moment. We're going to talk offense. We're going to talk defense. What went well? What needs improvement? So stay locked into Locked On Patriots, folks. You are not going to want to miss Steve's reason and, of course, his wisdom and counsel as well. But Before I welcome my good friend in here today, your New England Patriots returned to the practice field on Wednesday, and I can confidently say that the Pats yielded one of the longest lists of walking wounded I've ever seen in my time covering the team. The Pats listing a whopping 20 players on their injury report. In fact, Andrew Callahan of the Boston Herald called this out really well. He added that when you consider the players on IR and on PUP, a whopping 26% of the New England Patriots roster is battling some sort of ailment. And the hits just keep on coming. But there is some good news. The New England Patriots did welcome back a trio of players that we've been waiting to see back on the football field. Demario Douglas on the field on Tuesday in the Patriots walkthrough. He was back on the field on Wednesday as well. Juju Smith-Schuster also was out in concussion protocol. He was back on the field on Wednesday. And of course, the big news out of Tuesday, Jack Jones activated from IR. He is designated to return. Still not completely sure whether or not he'll suit up this Sunday, but right now all signs are pointing toward it. All three players, limited participants, but it's still good to see him out there and back on the field. But New England continues to have its share of injury problems, folks, and there's just no other way around this. Hunter Henry, out of Wednesday's practice with an ankle injury. Josh Uche, out with a foot injury. That kept him on the shelf for a little while during Sunday's game against the Raiders. Jonathan Jones, we all saw the ankle continuing to hamper him. He was out with an ankle injury. Trent Brown, originally we thought this was an undisclosed injury. Apparently it's still the chest injury that he's dealing with. No real surprise here that Keon White was out of practice. He's in concussion protocol. I'd say it's very unlikely he's going to suit up this weekend. And perhaps the most interesting injury nugget of the day relating to Riley Rafe, he's out with a knee injury. And what's interesting about this is that Bill Belichick was asked about this on Wednesday morning about Riley not being able to suit up for Sunday's game against the Raiders. 
Bill was very careful to relay that the same knee injury that kept Riley Rafe on IR is not the same knee injury he's dealing with right now. So what that means for his future, whether or not he's going to be able to give it a go this weekend, a lot of that up in the air right now, folks. Continue to stay locked into Locked On Patriots as we bring you the very latest when it comes to that extensive list of Patriots walking wounded. If you're wondering who else popped up on the report, David Andrews continues to be hampered with an ankle injury. Christian Barmore with a knee injury. Cody Davis, he's still in his 21-day window. He's listed with a knee injury. Kyle Duggar continues to be listed with a foot injury, as is Trey Flowers. Trey is in the same position as Cody Davis, folks, still in his 21-day activation window. Devon Godchow with an ankle injury. Michael Wainu, he continues to be listed with an ankle injury, although all signs point to him giving it a go. He didn't see any action on Sunday, but it's likely the Patriots know they need him, and they need him healthy, or at least as close as they can get to it, with the Buffalo Bills coming to town. And of course, if we're talking Michael Wainu, we're talking Cole Strange. He was a limited participant with a knee injury, and of course, running back Ramondre Stevenson with an ankle injury. Yeah, folks, Sean Wade was on this report with a shoulder injury. Lastly, Jabril Peppers listed with a knee injury. Yeah, you get exhausted just talking and hearing about all of these injuries. The Patriots are already feeling the injury effects, but what does it mean moving forward, and how much of an impact did it have on Sunday's loss? Well, we're going to delve into those subjects in just a moment, because as advertised, my good friend Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com, and of course, co-host of Patriots 4th and 2 with Derek Havens, going to pop in here in just a moment to give you all of the wisdom, counsel, and reason you need in Patriots Nation right now when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. George Pickens got further locked in as a second-year wide receiver for the Steelers before the week six by hooking up with second-year quarterback Kenny Pickett for six catches, 130 yards, and a big touchdown on 10 targets against the Baltimore Ravens. Just for good measure, he even added a rush for 16 yards. Pickens is just being trusted to make plays, even in the tough matchups, and he's being trusted by his young passer with whom he has a great chemistry. The Rams and the Jaguars aren't the easiest draws in the next two games, but Pickens' physical talent can rise above them with his size and field-stretching ability. Folks, Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Whether you need brake kits, LED headlights, a new roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. Just enter your vehicle's make, model, and year into their My Garage section and find the parts that fit. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, 
exclusions apply. Patriots fans, thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us right here on the Lockdown Patriots podcast, a proud part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And of course, folks, we are joined today by my good friend, my Patriots Bison, a columnist extraordinaire for PatsFans.com, and also the co-host of another amazing Patriots podcast, Patriots 4th and 2, alongside Derek Havens. Steve Balistrieri joins me here today. Steve, welcome to the pod. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Always a pleasure, my friend. And I wish we had more glad tidings to talk about this week, but it was not to be. And, you know, but this is our job and... We put both oars in the water. It's not easy times here in New England. You're absolutely right. A one in five record this late in the season uh, is certainly not a position that the New England Patriots are used to seeing, uh, that uh, the fan base is definitely not used to dealing with. Um, it's been a long time since this team has stared directly in the face of non-playoff contention in October. We've heard a lot, Steve, in the last couple of weeks about starting over, especially after the Patriots dropping a dismal showing to the New Orleans Saints on their home field, 34 to nothing. Murph joined me here yesterday on the pod, and we talked a little bit about the improvements that were made. The Patriots, a hard luck loss to the Raiders, 24 to 17 on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. But improvements are one thing, but getting to the level that you want to be at is completely different. And Bill O'Brien said this when he addressed the media Tuesday morning. Some were better, but obviously not enough. So in that vein, we're going to take a look at the two major units of the New England <clears throat> Patriots. And let's start with the offense in general, Steve. Mac Jones completing 12 passes, 200 yards, one egregious interception. I think we can all agree a very ill-timed and ill-fated pass that really should have never left Mac's hands. But all in all, you did see seedlings of what he could be if he gets protection and he has some level of confidence and comfort no matter where he's aligning. Um, the job that he did helping to orchestrate the two touchdown runs I thought was encouraging. What specifically did you see from Mac where if you're a Patriots fan, you can say, okay, that'll help us get through the remainder of the season? Well, I, you know, again, they started off, they always seem like when they take the field, they're uh, thinking the game starts in – two hours, not in five <laughs> minutes. They yeah. they just start so slow. They look lethargic. And, you know, it, because of that, they're always deep in a deep hole. And this offense is not designed to come out of deep holes, you know. Um, they immediately go behind 10 nothing, And then, you know, um, they hit Ezekiel Elliott with a screen pass, go 74 yards for a touchdown. Okay, now now we're we're clicking a little bit, right? But there's a penalty, and th this is it's no longer uncharacteristic. I mean, they've been doing this since the end of last year, and these penalties and sloppy play and just boneheaded plays they they keep killing this team. But you know, in the second half, I thought Mac was better. Mm -hmm. You know, he was getting the ball out quick. He was delivering it. Perfectly, I thought, for the most part. Um, you know, he led them on those two touchdown drives. And frankly, that that last drive, I mean, on second down, you couldn't ask for a better deep ball than that. He threw it about 50 yards in the air. 
it hits Devontae Parker right in the hands. And that's the difference between good teams and bad teams. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do you think a guy like Jefferson or Stefan Diggs drops that pass? No. Devontae Adams, who they were on the uh, other side of the field with, those guys haul that in. Yeah. And then you have almost two minutes, and you're on the plus side of the 50, where you, realistically you only need 10 or 15 yards and and about just say a minute and a half, and you have a chance to win the game. And these are the things that they keep shooting themselves in the foot with. Right. You know, and toward his interception there at the end of the first half, I mean – Hunter Henry was wide open and he threw it way over his head. And, you know, that's, again, those are the things that cause bad teams to lose. Good teams make that play and they win. Yeah, without any question. And I'm glad that you mentioned that play because it can be a way to get this offense kick-started. And I talked about this a little bit on Monday's episode. A play like that gives you momentum. It brings excitement. It allows the players on the field to get excited about what's to come. It allows the players on the sideline to get behind their team. It takes the crowd out of the game, obviously, in a situation like the Patriots had on Sunday where they're the visiting team in Las Vegas. But there's so much that can ride on a play like that. And when it's incomplete the way it was, especially because the pass absolutely should have been caught. There is no excuse for that pass not being hauled in by Devontae Parker. I know he talks about the fingertips, folks. We've seen the slow motion. We've seen the still shots. That hit him in a lot more than the fingertips. That needs to be caught. That was not on Mac whatsoever. That is all on Devontae. And you saw the erosion of offensive momentum right after that the delay a game penalty obviously it messes with your confidence and then the sack to end the game i think in my fourth and fifth viewing of that i think i was probably a little more harsh on mac than he should have yes the check down was in front of him you can get rid of the ball but when you got max crosby closing in and you only have mike gusecki and verdarian Lowe trying to um block in that case yeah, just not a good situation for the New England Patriots. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, they paid the price for it, and they paid the price mm. in a big way, folks. So New England right now trying to bite on to what they did better. Uh, I thought overall, I thought the offensive line did a much better job of keeping that clean in this game. They had a 29.7% pressure rate. That's a season low for the New England Patriots on the quarterback. I thought they did a better job of keeping him upright and make giving him a little more Uh, comfort and you mentioned that about Mac being better in the second half I think that's one of the big reasons why it wasn't that relentless pressure that we usually see on Mac but the early penalties the late penalties these are things that continue to keep killing the momentum on this team and it negates some of the good stuff that that the Patriots did do offensively I thought the incorporation of more motion and more inside zone in the running game was a very good way to get this running game back on track and they had a pretty good game uh, against this uh, this Raiders defensive front. Is this something that the Patriots should work on and continue to do moving forward? Or did, like Murph said earlier this week, simply do the best they could in taking what Josh McDaniels was essentially daring them to do? Yeah, I, I, I think that's spot on. I'm, you know, uh, when I look at the running game, I think because they ran the ball better in the second half, that opens up some of your passing game and it allows your quarterback to have more than a microsecond before he has to get rid of the football. You know, um, th- those are things that 
they absolutely have to do, and they have to get better at run blocking. And we'll see. I mean, um, there's still a long way to go. I'm not saying they're going to make a playoff run or anything, but there's still a long way to go where they can salvage, you know, a decent season. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, um, you know, 10 or 11 wins anymore. I, I was very bullish on yeah. this team at the beginning of the season, but you know, you can be a lot more competitive when you just simply run the football better. And, you know, they need to make some other changes as well that I've been harping on for weeks, but you know, we'll get into that. I'm sure in a bit. I don't think we'd be doing ourselves justice if we didn't mention unleashing Kendrick Bourne in the slot. Uh, 10 snaps in the slot, and this is something that I think uh, a lot of Patriots fans really love to see. Um, 10 catches out of the slot on 11 targets, 89 yards. He ran routes well. Uh, when he needed to be there for Mac Jones, he was there for him. 68 yards after the catch. Steve, I still don't get it. Why are we not seeing more Kendrick Bourne on a weekly basis? This guy is electric with the ball in his hands. He's got a great rapport with Mac Jones. To me, this is one of the big ways to try to dig Mac out of his funk. And I think that by giving him more opportunities to find Kendrick, it can lead to some better things for the Patriots on the field. Am I wrong here? Absolutely not. Um, you know, we've been harping about Kendrick Bourne getting more snaps mm. since the beginning of last year. Mm. You know, so now we're almost a season and a half. And yet every time they go to this guy, he produces. And it, it's just an absolute head scratcher why he's not used more. Mm. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, Devontae Parker, you know, he's been playing 100% of the snaps. He played 75% of the snaps on Sunday. He has one catch for seven yards. Mm. You know, and this is, this is a, it's, it's not an outlier. It's consistent like this. Right. And I was surprised they didn't attempt more um, passes with Tyquan Thornton. I mean, give the kid a shot. Obviously, mm. your number one guy isn't getting the job done. So right. why not give the younger guy more play and see what he can do? Mm. Not necessarily the contested catch thing, because that's not his game, but get him, you know, put him in motion, get him a free release, mm. get him into that intermediate range where if he catches the ball, he can take it much farther. Right. And I just don't get it. I mean, yeah. you know, I understand uh, Douglas is out and Juju is out, but Juju has a, been uh you know he hasn't been producing i would like to see three receivers with thornton douglas and Bourne. Mm, i think a lot of people would and you might get your wish this week uh mario douglas back on the football field it looks like he's getting ready to return from what has been uh, a week um a little bit more than that in concussion protocol that's definitely a good sign so Douglas is someone that can be electric and can be a playmaker with the ball in his hands, but I think you're seeing that Kendrick Bourne can be that as well. What it means for his immediate and future fate here in New England is really, I think, something up for conjecture. I know a lot of Patriots fans are saying this week, Bill extended the wrong guy, should have gone <laughs> after Kendrick as opposed to uh, Devontae. It's easy to play Monday morning quarterback in these situations, folks, but it's hard to argue the details right now, and Kendrick Bourne showing that even if it's not here in New England next season, uh, he's definitely got right future on a football field. This kid can make things happen and more power to him because I think he's done a great job 
especially with the hands that he's been dealt the last couple of years. Steve, overall, I think the Patriots offense played better, but they're still not where they need to be by a long shot. If you're looking at the defensive side of the ball, however, I think the Patriots are showing seedlings of what this defense could look like, and that means a pretty good defense, even without the services of Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon. Players are stepping up, and that next-man-up mentality is actually giving the Patriots an opportunity to move forward. We're going to talk about the Patriots' defense and more when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. A proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Locked On listeners, I have a question for all of you out there. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Whether it be the thoughts that race through your mind at night when you're trying to fall asleep or that daunting daily task list that is so long that you just don't even know where to begin. You know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Well, therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Through therapy, you can learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Patriots fans, thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here today on Locked On Patriots. Remember, we are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And joining me here today is my good friend, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com. And we're talking all things New England Patriots, improvements that are made, areas that still need to be improved. And Steve, we talked a lot about the offense in the previous segment, but on defense, I think it was a little bit of a different circumstance than the Patriots saw on offense, where you're seeing seedlings, uh, maybe sprouts of what this team could do offensively. But I think defensively, this team made some strides on Sunday. Obviously, with Matthew Judon out, that front seven was going to take a hit. We saw how much they missed Matthew Judon last Sunday against the Saints. But when players along that front seven and the interior are stepping up and you have players that are coming in as role players and now taking on starting or significant roles and they're performing at a high level, I think it helps to uh, calm some of the nerves that are surrounding the Patriots defense. That's not to say that there aren't areas that need upgrading or need better play. Steve and I are going to get into those in just a moment, but... From this defensive output against the Raiders, Steve, what impressed you the most about this team? Well, I thought that the uh, the run defense, especially there, um, mm. you know, right in the middle of the field, was outstanding. I thought Christian Barmore was very disruptive. I thought he had one of his best games of the year, maybe even his career at this point. Um, you know, he was, he was just blowing things up. Um I thought uh, Devon Godchow and Lawrence Guy had strong games. Um, Jelani Tavai is really stepping up in a leadership role. You know, that middle, I thought, was really, really strong. Then, you know, after Keon White got uh, injured, they moved Jelani Tavai to outside. Um, 
you know the uh, uh, you know the the run defense. Uh, they only gave up 84 yards, 77 to Josh Jacobs, but that was on 25 carries, so it works out to 3.1 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. I think you'll take that all day long. You know, any game of the week as a team, the Raiders only average 2.5. So, yeah. I mean, I thought the run defense was strong. You know, unfortunately, they get bit by injuries. Um, Uche went out, although he didn't really have a good game uh, up until he was hurt. Keon White was injured, and you could tell Jonathan Jones was laboring with that uh, that ankle injury of his. He's trying to play through it. But, uh, you know, uh, the injuries in the secondary just kind of, have multiplied, but you know, they're getting Jack Jones back this week. I think that's great news. I thought JC Jackson did a really good job on Devontae Adams, only two catches for 29 yards. I don't think he'd argue with that again if this game was being played this week, you know. So overall, I thought the defense played pretty good. I mean, would they give up 19 points? So I mean. You know, when your defense only gives up 19 points, you should win that game. So, you know, I thought the defense was good. I mean, it wasn't perfect. You know, they do have a ton of injuries. Again, the only uh, thing I would say is they, they're not getting that outside pressure on the quarterback. You know, um, Tobai had uh, – I think he had a sack, didn't he? And, and uh, Bentley, but – you know, they're, they're outside guys. Uche wasn't producing again. He's finding life is tough without Matthew Judon. I thought Anthony Jennings played the run extremely well, you know, set in the edge, but he wasn't getting them much uh, pressure either. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a very good point about pressure, and I know a lot of people are going to point to Uche on that. And look, he needs to be more active in the pass rush. He didn't register a stat line in this game before he left, so that should tell you something about not just his usage, but about his effectiveness against a team that the Patriots really needed the pass rush to step up. They knew they were going to have quarterbacks on their heels. And after Jimmy Garoppolo goes out, you have to think that pressure is going to increase on someone like Brian Hoyer, who's older, knows the system, knows what the Patriots are capable of. So how do you combat that? You throw pressure at these guys. You make them confused. Confuse them before they have a chance to actually realize what they're looking at. Um, That's something that I do believe the Patriots defense has to do a better job of. But run defense, I absolutely agree with you. I thought Christian Barmore had one of his best days as a Patriot defending the run. Five tackles, one went for a loss. He was active in the past uh, defensive scheme as well. He had two pass breakups. So this is the type of Christian Barmore we want to see if you're a New England Patriots fan. Moving forward, that's the type of guy that you want to see out there week in and week out and being a presence in the interior of that defensive line. Would have liked to have seen a little bit more from uh, Dietrich Wise. I think Dietrich's been good this season, but just probably a subpar game uh, for him. I'm willing to chalk that up at that point. Um, what can you say about Jelani Tavai? It was all over the place, uh, settling down after a very difficult, <laughs> unnecessary roughness penalty. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, for the people marking score at home, uh, that <laughs> was a penalty. I don't think anyone was, uh, yeah, you know, who watched the game was like, oh, that was ticky tack. Yeah, I, I, think- I just went. 
Yeah, I think the the late the late great Gorilla Monsoon would have called that a patented side <laughs> suplex. I think that he put um, that was yeah. I mean, if you're a Patriots fan, you're laughing at that. If you're a Raiders fan, you're throwing stuff at the television. But uh, I thought he settled down nicely. He had a very good stat line in this game: seven tackles, two pass breakups, the interception off of another thunderous hit by Jabril Peppers on Devontae Adams. It really made him pay for catching that ball. Um, And it was a clean hit. And, you know, you look at what uh, the Patriots are able to do. They at least came out with some physicality and let the Raiders know that they weren't going to push this team around uh, the way they had been pushed around in two previous games. The Patriots defense had a little bit of fire and they knew they had to get the job done. And of course, you know, bottom line, uh, I think the, the linebackers, you mentioned Jennings, six tackles, one for loss. Juwan Bentley, the four tackles, and two quarterback hits. Uh, this team definitely had um, an opportunity to uh, to do something special. So ultimately, I think the defense performed better than the offense, Steve. But we're down to the last couple of minutes here. Uh, just your final thoughts on what you want to see from the Patriots on the practice field this week. that you'd like to see them perform better at against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday? No. The first thing I want to see on the practice field is not 12 guys questionable and five guys out or whatever it was. <laughs> I mean, the, it's the injuries are piling up and it's getting ridiculous. Um, but second of all, I mean, I know Connor McDermott's coming back this week. Um, you know, at this point, I don't have any problem with giving him a shot at right tackle because um, frankly, it's not getting done over there. And we know he was a pretty good run blocker. So maybe that will, you know, ignite the running game. I mean, it's going to be tough against the Buffalo Bills. We all know that. Uh, I'm not expecting miracles here. But, you know, if you can run the ball just a little bit, it helps your quarterback throw. And, you know, um, I think they have to put a premium on running the ball this week, play action passing. And um, I wish their defense was a little more healthy for this game, but it is what it is. You have to play with the guys that you have. I think we'll see a lot of zone this week against the Bills with, you know, Josh Allen. Um, And I think that's the way you have to approach it. But offensively, I want to see more – of the young guys. I mean, mm-hmm. your vets aren't getting it done. They're not, you know, producing. I mean, mm-hmm. the only guy producing that's a veteran, you know, in the passing game is born. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to see more Thornton. I want to see more Douglas, you know. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne. I think those three guys, you know, what do you have to lose at this point? You're one in five. You know, the Bills won't be expecting that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you roll those guys out, and it's forcing them to adjust on the fly. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, it's – there. at this point, I I don't think anyone has any answers for this offense. Yeah, it's true. Buffalo presents so many challenges for the Patriots and has now for so long, both on offense and on defense. It's not going to be an easy game. And don't forget, folks, tomorrow right here on Locked On Patriots, we're going to cross the streams with one of our favorites here on the network. 
great Joe Marino, host of Locked On Bills, will join me as we do our Locked On Bills, Locked On Patriots crossover. All you want to know about the Buffalo Bills can be summed up by this man, and I'll lend my wisdom and counsel on the Patriots where applicable, so be sure to stay locked into Locked On Patriots. But in the meantime, I thank my good friend, my Patriots paisan, Steve Balistrieri, for joining me here today on the pod and lending the wisdom, counsel, and reason the way only he can. Steve, thanks so much for dropping by today. We can't wait to talk Patriots football with you next week right here on Lockdown Patriots. Absolutely, my friend. And, you know, uh, we didn't get to it in, in the show, but, you know, I want to see them use Malik Cunningham a little more mm-hmm. as a gadget-type guy. Bill O'Brien and his comments on Malik Cunningham and things that need to happen for the New England Patriots to really be effective offensively. Um, Sounds like this is going to be a week-to-week type of thing, so maybe uh, you can get a little Malik magic to help neutralize some of what Buffalo does well defensively, folks. We're going to cover it all here on Locked On Patriots, so be sure to stay locked in. And in the meantime, on behalf of my good friend Steve Balistrieri, I'm Mike DeBate reminding you to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked on Patriots.